Hi everyone, you're listening to Hatchling, the show about life as a freelance artist. I'm Brian the Girl, and I'm here to tell you stories and answer questions and assure you that you're not the only one struggling to figure this all out. First up, I've got a question from Keen about selling prints. I've put a link to his page in the show notes so you can check it out. Hi Brian, this is Keen from Boulder, Colorado. I just wanted to ask about sources of revenue across different channels. So for instance, do you sell more in personal prints that you get made and shipped to your house and then shipped out to the, you know, your followers and fans who buy them from you, for instance, from your online shop on your website, or something like a Society6, which is more kind of an on-demand print shop. Obviously, there's different, you know, margins and stuff like that in terms of how much you make, but I'm just wondering if there's kind of one or two or three top sources that you see people most willing to purchase from. Thank you. This is the thought process that stopped me from making prints for a long time. All of these logistical decisions, plus of course some fear and insecurity, were overwhelming to me. And when I asked other artists for advice, a lot of them did recommend print-on-demand services. So just a little background, these are sites where you upload your own design and the actual product isn't created until someone buys it. So you'll just see images, mock-ups on the website, not the actual product, and you don't actually have the product in your hand either. It just exists in the internet, and then when someone orders it, it comes into existence. So they process it, they print it, and they mail it out for you, and you don't do anything, you just upload the design. Of course, that means that the company takes a cut of the profit, so you might only be making a dollar or two per sale, but you also don't have to worry about any of the details. So that means you could sell a thousand prints a day, for example, without lifting a finger, and you just get the money from those sales. Now, I did a lot of research into print on demand, but it just never felt like the right option for me. So first off, I'm a total control freak, which means I want to oversee every single step of the process, even if it takes more time. So I like being able to choose a supplier for my prints. I like being able to photograph them myself, and I like being able to sell them on my own website, so not using anybody else's platform. And secondly, I'm not comfortable with the idea that so much of the money goes towards some big corporation. I know it's a corporation that supports artists, but they're not an artist. They're a big company, and they're making a huge profit off this. I think customers would rather give their money to the artist. I've bought art before, and that's the way that I've felt. It's not just about getting the art, it's about supporting and rewarding creativity. So with all that said, here's what it looks like for me now when I buy prints. First, I have to make the drawings, of course, and then I edit them, and then I order prints online. So there are a lot of high quality printers. It shouldn't be too hard to find one that works for you. You can try out a few, they're not too expensive. Then I get all the prints in the mail a few weeks later. I do a photo shoot and then I list them on my website and then I announce them on social media. That's really the most important part to get the word out there. And if all goes well and people like the prints, then I spend the next week packing, addressing, and sending the envelopes. Because I do every step of the process myself, except for the actual printing, of course, I'm constantly afraid that I've messed something up, which means I sometimes have printing errors, like I'll miss a tiny stray mark and then I can't sell the print for the full price, or worst case scenario, I send an empty envelope or I send the wrong print, or I forget an order entirely, and that has happened in the past and it's really awful, and I always send the person a bunch of free stuff just because I feel so bad about it. I've bought art in the past, and I know I'm the type of person that wouldn't tell someone if they made a mistake, so 
it's a big fear of mine that I've made mistakes that people haven't told me about, and that could keep me up at night. But still, it is worth it. All that added stress is worth it because when customers get my work, they know that I made it, that I oversaw the whole process, that it's up to my standards, and it's coming straight from my hands. I think people like the idea that I'm here in my house doing the work and that they're getting it from me. So maybe one day if my shop gets super busy, I could hire an assistant to just help pack envelopes or check over the prints before I send them off. If I take into account all the time spent designing and promoting and shipping the prints, I don't make too much off them. So I try to think of prints as more of a promotional thing than a viable income stream. It gets my art out into the world, which is valuable to my career. So instead of calculating up all the hours that I spend arranging these prints and promoting them and photographing them, I just try to think about the fact that when somebody buys a print, it means that they're investing in my career as an artist and it means they want to surround themselves with my art. So that, on top of what little profit I made, is enough to keep me doing it. Hi, Brian. Um, This is Mars. I had a question for you about Patreon. I'm thinking of starting one up, and I know you've had success with it and I know that some practical things like oh I can offer prints I can offer stickers or tutorials but my question is more kind of about the psychological aspect of it and like putting yourself out there and thinking okay I have something of value that I can offer every month and just what are your thoughts on it and how did you kind of get into it and prepare yourself for it? I was actually really relieved to get this question in my inbox because it made me realize that I'm not alone in this stress. And Patreon can really make you feel like you're alone because you're the teacher and you're outnumbered by all these students and you don't see any other teachers because you're the only one running your course. It gives me a lot of anxiety, even at this stage when it makes up a good portion of my monthly income. So the way that I've structured my Patreon is that there are two options. You can either get a weekly you can either get a weekly drawing lesson or a monthly print. So that's a physical print that you're getting in the mail. And the rest are just digital videos or tutorials that I've written out about how to draw. So every week I have to put together a lesson, which is actually a lot of fun. And I like that it forces me to use my brain a little more than I do when I'm just drawing. But it also requires me to convince myself every single week that I'm somehow an authority or an expert on drawing, which I personally still struggle to do. Like, why am I telling people how to draw when I still have days where I can't seem to figure it out myself? It feels really wrong to be teaching at a stage when there's so much left for me to learn. What helps me break free of that mindset, although obviously I still struggle with it on a daily basis, is reminding myself that art isn't something you're either good or bad at. Everyone's at a different stage in their learning journey And it's not the kind of journey that ever ends. So there's no day when you're just this supreme artist who couldn't possibly ever improve their skills. And when you teach, you're not saying that you're that supreme artist, although it might feel like that. It might feel like you need to have some sort of ego to do it. All you're saying when you teach is that you're further along on that learning journey than some other people. So for example, if I wanted to start learning piano, which I've barely ever played before, I wouldn't need Mozart to teach me. (laughs) Because I'm at the beginning of that journey, 
I could probably learn a lot from anyone who's had even a few lessons because they're ahead of me. So keep in mind that people won't even sign up for your Patreon if they think they're further along than you. All your students will be working towards where you are on the journey while you continue to work towards where you want to be. That's a process that never ends. You're always going to be moving forward and the people behind you will be moving towards you. Maybe they'll pass you if you take a few months off and that's fine. We're all at different stages. Last week, I actually taught a workshop in person, which I don't do very often, although I'd like to do it more. That's even scarier than teaching online. It basically compresses a month of online teaching anxiety into like two hours. So when I do these live demos where I'm just sitting in front of a group of people and drawing, and everyone can see me, they can see my whole body, and they can see my hand, and they can see my drawing, and they can see what I'm drawing, which adds a whole new level of stress. I'm always expecting that someone in the audience is going to lean over my shoulder and point out a mistake. As though someone would specifically spend money on my workshop just to show up and tell me that they don't need my workshop because they're so much better than me. (laughs) I don't know, it makes a lot of sense in the moment when I'm doing the demo and I'm messing up some line and I feel like my face is turning red and I'm talking really quickly like I am right now because I'm thinking about being anxious and I'm hoping that by talking quickly, people will stop looking at my drawing and they'll just focus on me and my voice. Sorry, this is probably a lot to listen to, but I'm getting myself into a stress spiral. Anyway, you've probably had people look at your work and say, how did you learn to do that? Or, wow, I wish I could draw like you. Those are your potential students. Not that you should be selling to everyone who gives you a compliment, but I'm just saying that there are a lot of people in the world who could learn a lot from you. Honestly, most adults haven't even drawn since elementary school, so if you've been working at it for just a little while, you've got something to offer them. It's also good to keep in mind, now this is very important, I'm telling this to myself as much as I'm telling it to anybody else, but artists are the minority in a society. You can't have a society full of artists that would not make sense. What would we eat? So when you go online, you probably have a social media feed like mine, which is full of all these incredible, talented artists who are doing it as a career and are blowing your mind and impressing the whole universe with their God-given talent. Okay, that is not real life. You could walk down a very busy street and probably not one of those people can draw particularly well because it's very rare to have those skills. You're not going to go to some online gallery and find a beginner artist there who's just starting out and who's looking for feedback and who's trying to learn and who feels hesitant. You're going to find the best of the best. And that might make you think that nobody out there has anything to gain from you, which is just not true. You're probably not surrounding yourself with people who are behind you on your journey because that doesn't pull you forward as much. You're probably surrounding yourself with people who are inspiring you to get better. Now, you might be in that group of people, that inspiring group for somebody else. So maybe you can help them get to where you are. You just have to find them. And the truth is they've probably already found you and you don't even know it. I wanted to end the episode with a little bit about what's going on in my own career slash life because there's not much of a difference between the two. I went on this vacation last week that I was really excited about because in the months leading up to it, I'd been doing way too much business stuff and not nearly enough drawing. So my plan was to 
draw every single day without worrying about how I'd promote it or sell it online. Drawing for fun is a really important habit to keep up because otherwise you just start to see art as this chore that someone else is forcing you to do all the time. And while I do love all aspects of my job from teaching to writing to podcasting, all of which I do on a computer in a coffee shop without any art supplies present, I got into this career in the first place, of course, because I love drawing. So I think it's kind of messed up that I went an entire week last month without even touching a pen. I went on this vacation hoping to recenter myself and rediscover my creative side. And I brought all this paper and all these pens and even some reference images in case there was nothing inspiring there. And I turned off my phone for the week to ensure that there would be no distractions from social media. And then I got super sick. I was pretty much sick on and off for the entire vacation, including a few days after I got back. In the rare moments on this vacation when I was feeling okay, I just wanted to do like travel-y stuff, swimming and exploring and hiking and stuff like that. So as a result, I didn't draw a single thing for the whole trip. Now, a part of me was thinking, maybe this will be good, even though I'm sick, taking a full week off from all aspects of my job would be great because then I could just focus on being a person. But instead it felt like I was going through a breakup. Like I couldn't stop thinking about drawing even when I was curled up in a corner, really nauseous. I was just, I wanted to make things. So I was hoping that once I got home, I could finally do that, but then I continued to be sick. And of course I had all these emails and deadlines that popped up the moment I turned my phone on. That's been really getting me down and I feel constipated almost. Like I just want to draw and I keep having to do all these other things. The one good thing I can take away from the experience because I have to find a good thing or else I'll just be miserable is that I need more time for personal projects and I have to schedule that in. It's not just going to happen on its own because you can really pick as many tasks as you want to fill your day. There's no limit and that's kind of what I do. I'm just like, okay, I have from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Now let me pick a million tasks that are not necessary and shove them all in there to make sure I barely have time to eat, much less draw. Starting a career like this is really tough and I don't want to burn out in the first few years. And there have been a few moments where I thought, I can't do this anymore. I can't be milking my passion for a job. But at the end of the day, I love it and I'm really grateful to be doing this. So I have to figure out how to make money off my art without exploiting my skills. That means taking a good look at my schedule to make more room for just drawing without any expectation. It really shouldn't be that difficult considering that I drew just for fun for years before I ever made money off my work. Thanks for listening to Hatchling. This is the third episode and I've already gotten a lot of great, helpful feedback. So thank you to everyone who's taken the time to do that. When you leave a rating or review, even if it's only a few words, it makes it a lot easier for people to find the show. And it tells me that people are actually out there listening to it. If you want to be featured on an episode, you can email your question to me at brian at I'll be back next week with more. Thanks. <laughs>